0: Today, I am so excited to welcome Amanda to the podcast. Welcome, Amanda.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
0: I'm glad to have you. What is your question for me today?
1: So, I've been looking a lot at partnership in relationships, Mm -hmm. and I really value a lot of the work that you've been doing on your podcast as well as on your membership. And so, right now, the struggle that I'm having is kind of looking at a balance between creating a partnership with my husband as well as letting both of us have our desires and needs met. And so Mm. my question is, um, if we're both striving for a partnership marriage and my husband is taking on a lot of household responsibilities and tasks to help with our children, why is it hard for him and I to make a mutual decision about where to move after his PhD program because he is the one who has earned his PhD and I am the stay-at-home provider, so shouldn't he have more of a say in where we go?
0: Gotcha. Okay, so in a lot of ways you have a partnership, but somehow when it comes to where to live after he's done, that's just his decision alone.
1: It's not that we couldn't both Look at it and both give our ideas. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I feel like the weight of that decision at this point is definitely kind of in his hands. Mm -hmm. And then, if I'm being realistic with like accountability and how it's been as far as us coming into this marriage, I kind of walked in thinking I would be the stay at home mom. So I will have more of a say when it comes to things that how I discipline my child or. Mm. Does that make sense? So Mm -hmm. I feel like it's kind of a challenge to know. Well, I am the one at home. So I do kind of feel like I have more of a say. And he is the one that is getting his PhD. So
0: does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it really makes sense. It's like who has the power in what not power in a negative way, but has the decision making? Who has who's the lead at home? You're the lead at home, and he's the lead at work or school if he's doing school right now. Right. So that's a conversation that you have to have with him and hammer that out. Right. Like how much say does he have in how, how you both discipline? Is it kind of, you take the lead and instruct him how to do it or like, how does that work?
1: Right. And that's a really good point because I think right now it's, because I want the partnership, then I want it to be equal. But then at the Mm -hmm. same time, if I'm the one that's researching, finding different parenting techniques, then it would make more sense for me to say, hey, this is what I am reading about. If we want to implement this, we could try this. Mm -hmm. But um, I think it gets tricky when it's something like moving, because I mean, that affects our entire family. So Mm -hmm. it's easier to say, you know, day to day, this is how we run a partnership. But when it's a big life decision, it's harder for me to swallow that he would have more of the say in that decision, I guess.
0: Yeah. And I think maybe we can reframe this, that you're not making a decision unless it's unanimous. Right. Right. Like. He's not going to just take a job somewhere. I mean, would he do that? Just get up and leave and you'd stay where no. you are. Right. So, <laughs> so so instead of thinking who has more of a say, what if you came from the assumption that you both have a say and that you're not going to make any decision unless you're, you're both in agreement? Yeah. And that
1: feels really... Really good. It's a challenge, I think, to speak to a spouse that is my spouse is male. Mm
0: -hmm. And so it's
1: a challenge to speak to him about patriarchy because I think it makes him feel that I'm dragging him into that boat of what that system is. And Mm -hmm. neither of us created that system, but we are a part of that system. And so I think. That is what I'd also like help in is kind of gentle ways of pointing out, I'm not trying to call you out, but I am calling the system out. Mm-hmm.
0: And a lot of men struggle with that. And I get pushed back all the time on social media, like you hate men. I'm like, I I don't hate men. I think there's a problem with, with patriarchy and men being more privileged and making more decisions and being the leaders and in everything you know it just right. it's it's out of balance um and so i think it's normal for many men to feel defensive i mean it's common and i i think the word patriarchy can be a trigger for a lot of men you might want to just find another another word or just point out the specific thing that right. you're noticing right so it's not know, this darn patriarchy, bubble. It's like, have you noticed that there are six men on the stand and one woman? Right. What would that be like if it were the other, you know, being specific about what you're noticing instead of like labeling it, that might be easier for him to see?
1: Yeah, I think that's accurate. And that i I mean, if I was in his position, that would be really hard to swallow that I'm basically calling out all, all of the men out and that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying mm-hmm. to um, advocate for a change and I want that in my marriage. So, yeah. Uh, do you have any advice when it comes to trying to navigate the difference between what Tyler and I both believe in our hearts and what is best for our family and how that relates to our church and religion and, kind of the messages that we receive there.
0: Yeah. Do you have have an example that you'd be willing to share?
1: I guess the example that comes to mind is when we both entered into our marriage, we both assumed that he would be the one working and that I would be the one at home. Mm -hmm. And those are messages that are supported by the religion that we attend, the Church Mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And so because of that, it can be challenging to bring up something that I'm struggling with that stems from patriarchy, because then we both have messages in our head of what other leaders have said on the matter or that makes sense.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So basically it's backed up, like the status quo is backed up by leaders, Yes. And so, for you to question it, you're not just questioning how you and your husband are doing your relationship. You're also questioning church leaders.
1: Yes, and then it it makes it seem that I'm being critical of the leaders instead of taking that separation between religion and spirituality.
0: Mm-hmm. And what does
1: God want for me versus what is this religious institution saying is best for our family?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I think. Using the language of personal revelation, because they're also very supportive of personal revelation, right? Saying, yeah. you know, my sense is this, or I'm feeling this, or I feel prompted to do this. And not focusing so much on helping him see the problems. Like it's not your job to convert him to you know, feminism or to see the problems with patriarchy. I mean, right. you're likely making a difference whether you try or not because of who you are and how you view things. But if he senses that you're trying to change him, he's going to push back. Right. And so I would just really own, like, this is what I feel is right for our family. Have you prayed about it? What What is your personal revelation say? And just use that language of ownership instead of, I'm not going to do what they say, or I'm not, you know, I'm not going to fall into this patriarchal blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Right. It just doesn't, it's not fruitful, even though it feels nice to do that, you know, to go off and just be like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but own it. Like, this is what I feel.
1: Well, and then I'm able to be more authentic to myself and to my own personal authority versus Mm -hmm. what other people are saying. And -hmm. then I guess I don't have to be enmeshed in what my husband is saying either, that we can both come to the table. We can both say, this is how I feel is best. Mm
0: -hmm. And that
1: may mean that when we're talking about discipline, that great, when you're the one with both of the children, then that's what that's going to look like for you. This is what it's going to look like for me. Mm -hmm. And then being open to saying, how did that work for you? should we try it a different way instead mm-hmm. of I am the ultimate authority or he is the ultimate authority? I, I feel like there's
0: right. Balance there. right. Some language that works in my marriage is. So if I see something that's not working in terms of parenting, I will say, I have some ideas of how that might work better let me know if you're interested in having a discussion.
1: Right. Instead of, I, I tend to give that unsolicited advice. Right. Towards, <laughs> it's just never a good idea. Am I really? Yeah. Yeah. And it's usually in the moment,
0: also, not a which is idea. bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but just, I have some feedback about how that went. If you're interested, let me know. Right.
1: Yeah. And maybe just continuing to invite, like you're saying, I don't have to try to convert him on this feminist this journey, this patriarch journey, but more just saying, these are the things that I'm reading about. If you'd like to know what I'm reading and what I'm interested in, that's just inviting him to connect with me. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we kind of want, right? Is connection with the people yeah. that we love. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I want to encourage you to to notice your language of like, who has more or less control, who has, and think of it as as a partnership, right? You're not going to make major decisions without both of you agreeing to it, right right And you can parent differently than he parents. and it's like you can it's not one above the other, right. And I think that's just we get caught in that because that's what patriarchy is. so we want to kind of flip it, but that's still not partnership. That's like patriarchy, matriarchy, those are the same thing. We want partnership right. where, where the flat, it's not one above the other. And so just being aware of how you're thinking of things can be really helpful in in expressing it in a way that doesn't perpetuate the one yes. up, one down.
1: Yes, I think absolutely that it's not that he is the only one in this marriage that is you know, trying to perpetuate something that isn't healthy. So I think both of us have to have kind of that mindset for Mm -hmm. how we're thinking about
0: it yeah yeah we are a partnership and yeah I think you're I think you're doing great like it sounds like you have you know you're very thoughtful in in your relationship with him and very thoughtful in how you're thinking about this and how you're wanting to create partnership in your family I just think it's really inspiring well, thank you Dr. Julie Hanks. You are also very
1: <laughs> inspired.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. So Amanda, what what are you going to take from our conversation today?
1: Yeah, so the next time that I have a conversation that revolves around patriarchy instead of, you know, maybe getting on my soapbox and being a little bit passionate, I think I'll just think about how I'm going to phrase the specific thing that I'm seeing and then recognize that I am in a partnership with a spouse who loves me and I love him, and we can make a decision together.
0: Wonderful. I love it. I love hearing the little nuggets that people take from our our time today. So thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast, Amanda.
1: Thank you for having me. It was great.